Welcome to the podcast, from our home to yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. We are now up to number 33 podcast. It was way back in the beginning at number seven podcast that I introduced you to Chalice. Chalice is Serene and Sam's 18-year-old daughter, but they have another 18-year-old daughter. And uh, she is with me today, and her name is Cherish. Now, I often get mixed up with Chalice and Cherish because they're both the same age and their names sound quite similar. Now, Cherish, she comes all the way from Liberia, but you wouldn't know that because she is so part of our family and she was adopted into the Allison family and our whole extended extended family when she was only five years old. So Cherish is 18 now and she is just so much just part of this family as if she was born into it from a little baby and we just love having her part of this family. Now I think I did tell you if you ever listened to number seven podcast that we have something rather unusual or quite interesting on the hilltop where uh, a number of us live here and it's what we call CNN News. Well, I never listen to CNN and I doubt whether you do also because as we know, it is fake news and who would want to listen to it? But we actually have CNN news here on the hilltop, but it's not fake news. And it stands for Cousin News Network. And it's quite amazing because somehow all the grandchildren, the cousins, find out about everything that's happening. And when there's a new romance coming in the family, well, they know everything. And, uh, of course, they tell the parents and then I ask them and everybody's whispering and everybody knows what is happening. And it's rather exciting because nobody can do anything uh, on the sly here, can they? And Cherish, I would say that she is head of CNN (laughs) on the hilltop. Cherish usually knows what's going on. So if we want to know something, we'll ask Cherish. Cherish is our social girl. When I introduced you to Chalice, I think you would have noticed that she was a little shy. (laughs) But Cherish is the opposite. So Cherish, it's so good to have you here today. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Nana. And I'm so glad that I could be on this podcast. That's great. Well, Cherish loves to talk. And uh, anyway, um, yes, now Cherish, I know like Chalice, you also love to read, don't Mm -hmm. you? 
Yeah. Yes, and they're always coming over to Nana and uh, ordering books on Amazon, getting the new books that they want. There's a set of books that recently all the young girls on the hilltop were reading. And uh, they were a series of books by uh, Tricia Mingering. Yeah. That's her name? Mm -hmm. Tell us about them. What was the name of the first one? So the first book was Dare. Dare, yes. Number two. um, It's amazing. And then so you have Dare... Um, defy. No, I think deny. Is deny. Number, number Sorry, two. it's been a while since I've seen. I the know. Place. Dare, deny. Yes. And then defy. Yes. And then deliver. Yeah, is that what you're reading at the moment? Yes, I'm yes. reading deliver. I've only gotten a little bit into it, but so far it's amazing. Oh, it's yes. So well, good. because, uh, I mean, you're a little bit behind because everybody was borrowing I, your mm-hmm. book and you couldn't even get it. Yes. I mean, I think um, the books, they were just going and I got in on it because often when they're getting into some books, they tell me all about it. And I think, oh, well, I've got to be in on it. And so yeah. I also read Dare. Um, what were they all now? Deny, Defy, uh, Deliver. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, everyone got better. Oh, yeah. Can you tell them what it's all about? Oh, my goodness. I'm not really good at explaining books. Charles is more of like, I would read the books, but Charles loves to explain it a yes, lot more. Yes, But all I can say is they are amazing. It's definitely going to keep you, like, as soon as you start, you won't be able to put it down. Yes. It's- well, they about these, um, they were called the Blades, and uh, they were very evil um, but it, the books bring out how they came to know well some of them not many yeah. but a few of them came to know Jesus and how he changed their lives I just loved as I was reading the last book deliver to see that these most wicked men who had been they were actually just taken as children by this wicked king and uh, just you know, trained to to just kill and so on. But it was amazing how when Jesus came into their lives, mm-hmm. how they changed. God can change anyone, can't he? Mm-hmm. And now number five is out. Yes. So you mm-hmm. ordered I just ordered number five. I'm so excited, even though I'm still on the fourth one. But I read really quickly. So but I'm yeah. really, really excited for the fourth Fifth. So it's fun when all the young people, all the cousins, there's so many girl cousins all around about the same age and they can they get into a series of books and they all read them and so they can enjoy them together. In fact, something very special that uh, we do here at Christmas time and uh, that is our us adults, the the couples, we have what we call our annual Christmas book party. It started years and years ago when the grandchildren were young and our Christmases would be bedlam with little children running everywhere. And, oh, my, I thought, now, I think we need to have something that's quieter and more sedate and a special evening. So I got this idea that we would have all the couples, the parents would come and uh, we would have a book party. Now we'd all, each one of us would buy a book and uh, 
it had to be a decent book because we would play the white elephant game where we'd put the books in the centre and each one takes a turn to either choose a book or you fight for one that someone else has got. And it's a bit boring if everybody brings books that are pretty just ordinary or pretty boring. Don't or you some... have to bring books that you want? Like, yeah, so that's a good idea. That's true. <laughs> well, you bring something that you know someone else will want. Or if you can't even think of what someone else will want, you do. You bring something you will want and you'll fight for it. So we had our adult book party just recently and... Oh, we've been doing it for so many years now that they've learned to get the best books they can because then everybody wants them. The only thing is that it hasn't turned out to be this sedate, quiet evening. Well, it is wonderful when we arrive and I make the place just so beautiful and the ambience wonderful and we have a glorious meal together. And then we start on our books. Well, then it gets rowdier than with all the little children around (laughs) as everybody begins to fight over books and we have wrestling matches and goodness knows what. It's all in fun, of course, because we are a crazy, outrageous family. And if we were going to sit there like just boring people. Well, none of us would enjoy it anyway. And so at the end, there were still books waiting to open because we had been, everybody had been vying for books back and forth, back and forth. And we don't even do the usual rule of, I think, when you get to three, that stops. No, we allow, you can have four um, times before it becomes your own. So it gives chance for lots and lots of swapping and going after one another's books and it's a really exciting time but you girls did something this time didn't you yes yes we did so charles and i decided you know usually tavaria one of our the cousin girls mm-hmm. would put on a christmas party but then we we're like well we all love books so why don't we have our own cousin girl book party and uh yeah it was exactly like you guys it's, you start off all nice and you know everybody's nice and sweet well, because you had yours in chalice's palace in Ch- yes now this is something amazing what is chalice's <laughs> palace well this is a, a little house well it was meant to be just a little room yeah, that like sam was going to build for chalice for her library because she loves books and it was to be her Christmas present for about three Christmases in a row. But this, the problem is with Cherish's dad, Uncle Sam, is that he can't do anything little. And this nope. little room that he was going to make as a library for Chalice Expanded. ended up into a three-story place so we call it chalice's palace and uh, anyway they decided to have it on the third floor of chalice's palace Mm. but it's not all quite ready yet and you didn't get the heating in did you tell me no okay so we were supposed to get it we got it all nice and beautiful and it was going to be nice and warm but then um we completely forgot to put the heater on um before everybody arrived and so we put it on just when everybody got there and instead of having a beautiful warm um palace it was freezing cold (laughs) and we all ended up hovering over the fire and like we could barely do anything for like a few minutes because we were just so cold but in the end uh it warmed up and 
Yes. It was fun. But yes. Yeah. So next time we're going to make sure the room is warmed yes. up. So it's going so. to become a tradition. It is, yeah. Yes. We, we really, really liked it this year. So next year. Yes, so I think that's wonderful how they've followed our tradition. And although you're listening to this in the new year, a secret, we're actually recording this just before Christmas. And uh, we are also going to have one for all the young couples because we didn't know what to do because now we have all these amazing young people young couples who are getting married and um, now we have as many young couples as we do the older couples so it was just too many to all meet together so um, Colin and I are going to host one this year to start off for the young couples and uh, so now we're going to have three book parties a year Wow! (laughs) they're all such fun and at this book party, we people don't just go out and just, oh, better get something. No, we think about it all year, oh. deciding what are we going to get. And Evangeline came with two books this time, and she wanted them herself. So she fought for them. She had to fight hard, and she actually got she them. Got oh, my gosh, after, wow. Yes. And um, then your mom, she brought a book uh that she thought nobody else would want, just her. But no, Pearl was fighting for it too and others. And um, I brought this time, I brought a trilogy of three books by Elizabeth Googe. I wonder if you have ever read anything of Elizabeth Googe. She is a wonderful, wonderful writer and anything by her we all devour. And so that was popular. And I also bought a book that I had just read. And this book is called The Holy War. It's by John Bunyan. Now, we all know that John Bunyan wrote The Pilgrim's Progress, and that's a very famous book. I guess you've got a copy of The Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, Just about everybody does. Uh, And the children's version is a wonderful version to read to your children. The original is um, sort of in old English, but the children's version is wonderful. But I have to confess that I had never read The Holy War by John Bunyan. And I also have to say that I think it's better than The Pilgrim's Progress. It is the most exciting book. I could not put it down. It's an allegory about this town called Mansoul. And of course, it's about the soul of man and how there is the fight um, between Shaddai, who is God in this allegory, and Emmanuel is his son, Jesus Christ, and the devil is Diabolus with all his demons, and they all had different names. And But the fight, oh, the battles were so intense, and so it was a very, very exciting book. But the message, oh, you began to see of, of just how we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting principalities and powers. And the enemy. He is always trying to get and take the soul of man. He wants man. He wants, he wants to overcome um, 
us, and it's a very powerful book. I would recommend it to you if you haven't read it. Uh, I really think it's something everybody should read. You need to read it. Shelley needs to read it because she loves allegories, doesn't she? Yeah. She just loves allegories, and you would love it because you won't be bored. You think, oh, "Oh, it sounds like my book completely. Oh, absolutely, (laughs) and it's life-changing. So I was so blessed as I read it. I thought, oh, I'm going to buy one for the book party. How did you learn about it? I found it lying around in our house, and I don't know where it came from. And I picked it up, and I thought, oh, well, I'll check this out. And I was just amazed. And uh, I was just reading a little bit about John Bunyan today, because he was way back in the 17th century. Um, He, between 1622 and uh, 1688. I think those were his years. He only lived for 60 years, but he accomplished so much. And most of his books were written in prison. And uh, he says about his time being in prison, he was put in prison because he was a uh, separatist. He uh, did not conform to the Church of England uh, with all their, uh, you know, things that they tried to put on the pastors he wanted to be free to just preach the good news and uh, but oh his hardest thing in prison was having to leave his wife it was his second wife his first wife had died leaving him with four children now he had a second wife and still had to try and somehow provide for them in prison and uh, he was a tinker and he used to just try and make shoelaces in prison just to get some little bit of money for them. But he could have been freed if he said that he would refuse to preach the gospel out in the open. But he said, no, he would not stop preaching and uh, he would remain in prison until the moss grew on his eyelids rather than fail to do what God wanted him to do. That was the kind of man he was. But in prison, he wrote many of these amazing, amazing books. While we're talking about books, I must just mention a few more books. In fact, if you missed uh, Podcast 7, go back. And you can listen again, or you can even read the transcript, because we now do transcripts for our podcasts. And I, we talked about many books that day, and there's loads of wonderful books that are listed there. Oh, another great book uh, that I never had time to tell you about. and wouldn't have time today to tell you about all the books I'd love to talk about. Um, but one book that Uh, we read when we first came to the States, we came to America in 1991. And at that time, Serene and Pearl came with us and uh, we were traveling and ministering. And uh, then our first Christmas here on the continent was way up in the caribou of Canada. And my sister was living there on a ranch in a huge log house. The logs were just, they weren't like a normal log house. They were massive logs. And uh, this house was in the caribou looking out on the Fraser River. And we arrived and it was in a snowstorm. And they lived way up on this hill. 
there was no way we could drive up. So her husband had to come down in the tractor and uh, tow our car up behind the tractor. And then we were iced in and snowed in for the whole time we were there. We we didn't even want to go out because we were too scared um, to go down that hill. Uh, you'd have to use chains to go down and chains to go up if you did on the couple of occasions we did. So we just stayed home and I made homemade soup and homemade bread every day. Christmas time, Christmas Day came. We At that time, we had no money to buy presents and we didn't even want to go out to buy them. You were still snowed in? Oh, we were wow. snowed in. And uh, so what we did is we wrote poems for oh. one another. And uh, I still have those poems. It's amazing that things like that are really far more meaningful than even just gifts that we get that we lose that that kind of they they kind of get lost or we or they wear out or you know whatever you don't even remember them but i still remember those poems but while we were there we got hold of a book called nothing too good for a cowboy have you ever read it no but i've heard about it yes because you'll have heard your mum talk about mulligan soup yes yes mulligan soup is that where it came from that's where it came from yes from uh nothing too good for a cowboy no i wonder if i've got oh yes i have got it here yes I must tell you about Mulligan Soup because I read this book while we were traveling. We were traveling through Canada and ministering and Colin and I would speak and the girls, Serena Pearl, would sing. And so as we were traveling, I'd read this book and other books we read too. But we got, this was about a cowboy up in the caribou, true story. And anyway, it got to this chapter about how every few weeks he would make what they called Mulligan Soup because his name was Mulligan. And he didn't use a pot. Oh, no. (laughs) He used the great big boiler tub. Maybe some of you ladies, you wouldn't even know what a boiler tub was like. Well, I knew when I was a little girl, every Monday, my mum did the washing. and We didn't have a washing machine. Oh, no. You you, uh, put all this water in this great big boiler tub and you boiled up the water. And then you threw all the clothes in the boiler and and just stirred them round and and then the really dirty ones you'd have a rubber dub dub one of those yes, things I and you rub them against that and and uh, this is how we did the washing. Well, this is how Mulligan made his soup. He would fill the boiler. Oh my goodness. Yes, and so then he would throw in the food out to the garden. He'd go. There was no time to wash vegetables. Oh. You didn't wash vegetables. You pulled the big carrots out of the garden and he would throw them in, throw in the carrots. He'd get a couple of cabbages, about eight pound in weight, and he'd throw in the cabbages and then he'd throw in beets and spinach and heads of lettuce and parsnips and horseradish and handfuls of garlic, not little cloves, of course, the bulbs. Just throw them all in. Nothing was washed. It's all out of the garden, clean dirt <laughs> and uh, so they would throw it he would throw it all in and then of course they were had the rivers and they'd get the trout and uh, they would throw in the trout and uh, yet yeah, throw it in um, heads and all and oh my boil goodness. it all up 
And so, wow, mulligan soup. And uh, so when it was all boiled up, my, they'd just sit there and they'd eat it. And mulligan would, especially him, he would be bloated. (laughs) Oh, goodness me. And then that soup would last them for six days. Wow. Then when it was over, they'd start again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so wow. anyway, I know your mum still calls it if they, you want to make a big soup and use all yeah. the stuff out of the refrigerator and whatever you've got there. This is mulligan soup. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot more sense. Though. I was wondering where we got the name from. But yes, yes. Okay, it's so. from the book. Nothing too good for a cowboy. Yeah. It was a great book. Oh, yes. Oh, I wanted to mention, too, some children's books uh, that I loved when I was a child. They're still available today by Patricia St. John. Now, Treasures of the Snow is one. Another is called The Star of Light. And another, The Tangle Woods Secret. Wonderful books. And you may love to get them for your children. They're not for little children, for middling children. They would enjoy reading them. Oh, yes, there was another book we had at our book party. And my sister Kate brought it because Kate now lives here in this Nashville area, no longer up in the Caribou. And she brought... uh, the Exodus by Leon Uris. Now, I had read that book years and years and years ago. Kate had also, but she had just recently read it again. And she said, Nancy, you've got to read it again. This book is about the establishing of Israel. Uh, Israel became a nation in 1948. And the amazing Story of the establishing of that nation. It's a novel, but it has so much historical facts too, and it's just a wonderful story. Anyway, we better not keep on talking about <laughs> books because we go on forever. But the best book, the best book of all, is the Bible. Yes. As I love to uh, tell my little grandchildren, the best book to read is the Bible. The best book to read is the Bible. If you read it every day, it will help you on your way. Oh, the best book to read is the Bible. Well, what do you reckon? Do you love to read the oh, Bible? Yes. I love to read the Bible. Is like I was telling Nana, um, you can make it exciting or you can make it feel like a chore. But if you, when I read it, you know, I'll pray first. And then when I read the Bible, I'll, I'll put myself in it. Like I'm going through the, that journey or, you know, that's me doing this. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot more exciting and fun. But yes. yeah, there's just a lot of cool, amazing, fun ways that you could do it. Now, do you like to read Try and read uh, maybe a chapter or day, or how do you go about it? Okay, so sometimes when I when I read the Bible, um, um, sorry, I'm, I'm, when I when I think you were telling me earlier today how that um, you like to do what a Auntie yeah, Auntie Vance does. What does she do? So when she reads like a scripture. Um, she'll read it and she can't go on because it's so deep and it's like you have to ponder it and you keep getting new 
things and new ideas from it. And it's like you're stuck on that one page. And every time I reread it and reread it, I just, yeah. Yeah, so rather than just trying to make sure you read a chapter every day, you read till you see, read something yeah. that really grabs you, and then you'll stop and pray about it and think mm. about it. Do you ever write down things about it? Okay, I used to. Yes. <laughs> I need to start doing it again. But yes, I used to just have, God would just give me loads and loads of like revelation, mm. and mm. it was. Yeah, it's crazy. That's a good thing to do, to keep writing, because I was exactly your age. I was 18 years of age when I began to write what God showed me in his word. And that has been the most greatest blessing of my whole entire life. And I have books down there uh, in on my shelf that started when I was 18 years of age. Wow. And I have continued every year. So this is how I read the Word too. I read, I, and I when I open the Word, I'm not just saying, oh, well, got to read the Bible. No, I open the Word and I am excited. I am looking for God to speak to me. I am believing God is going to speak to me. I'm looking at every word. And so I read and and when I come to something that arrests me, I don't just keep reading. I stop and I Mm -hmm. think about it and meditate about it and Then I have my book. I always have my book there, ready to write and write what God is saying to me about it, what I feel uh, the revelation of the scripture is. And I'll just write and I find that as I write, more and more understanding comes. There's a little saying that says, thoughts tend to disentangle themselves when they pass through lips or cross pencil tips, although now we use pens, of course. Uh, But I have found that so true. You talk about that scripture to someone else, it becomes clearer as you talk about it. That's why it's so good to fellowship over the scriptures, but also to write. And so just keep writing, get your journal. I like to get a journal with one page for every day of the year. So I'm looking out for every day to fill my page. Sometimes I need more, and so I'll have an extra book to write more that I want to Mm -hmm. write too. That's a great blessing. That's something that can bless you, precious ladies, too. Well... You've got to stay on for the next session. (laughs) We've got to do another party while you're here because I've got to ask you more things yet. Oh, let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for your blessings, uh, for the joy of family life. I pray that you'll bless every dear mother and wife listening today. Fill them with your joy. Fill them with your peace. And Father, I pray that uh, you will bless them as they open your precious word, which is the best book. Lord, we can read all these other books and they, they're just so great and uh, we enjoy them. But your word is life. It is life. The words that you speak unto us are life. They, they fill us with life. They change our lives. Oh, we thank you and I pray that your word will become precious to each one. In the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Mm, amen. Mm.